Hello everyone. Here we are with uh, our first episode of our podcast, Shankar Speaks. And in this, uh, we have our first guest, Ajitam Sahastrabuddha. And uh, I won't tell you who Ajitam is, and I would let Ajitam introduce himself. But uh, in this, uh, we are going to talk about in this episode about uh, DevOps, which is my prim- primary occupation, and uh, what. it actually means and what uh, people are inferring the meaning in today's uh, time so shall we begin ajitam let's hear it from you uh, sure so uh, thank you for the introduction yash and uh, <clears throat> i would like to introduce myself as a person who is passionate about technology and is lucky enough to be uh, able to practice technology like professionally so i am a developer who is working for a couple of years and i have gathered experience over various front end and back end technologies in mm-hmm. the process and uh, i think devops is a interesting topic because it's certainly one of the niche topics today like everybody is talking about devops everybody wants to make a career in devops but right. <clears throat> what i feel is somewhere that devops is something that is misunderstood by a lot of people and it is on both side of the things like even recruiters are not understanding what devops is and like even more yes. shocking is some of the persons who claim to be working as devops also are not clear about what exactly devops is so like uh most of the things like i've seen is like people learn docker or people do a sort of an online course about kubernetes or you know attend an right. event or a yeah. seminar and like <laughs> immediately their resume is updated with like you know devops devops or, engineer yes and like i've seen like people with random development backgrounds who want to switch to uh, like doing devops and while while that is not essentially bad what they are missing is like devops is like less of a technology and like more of a philosophy so like right tech, right te- like w- working in tech you do need to know like any any scripting language or programming language is mandatory so like when i see that people are saying that you must know python or you must know golang or you must know unix to be devops i think you need to know these things regardless of whether you want to work as devops or not because exactly. like you are going to use them somewhere or the other but what is essential is that you understand the culture or the philosophy behind the behind devops that. like yeah so like if you want to dev- define what devops is i think devops can be defined as a set of practices that automates the very various disconnected processes between like the software development and the other it teams so that mm-hmm. we can efficiently build test and release software so i think that's what i would define devops as and like the devops person should be responsible of building a culture of collaboration in between those teams so that there are no gaps and there is more trust for right. faster deployments and like the ability to solve critical issues and like manage work is enhanced so like you must right. know so whole, it is it is basically a combination of, of all exactly. the cultural philosophies technological exactly. practices exactly. as well as the two various tools that come into picture uh, when one tries to bringing that uh, philosophy right exactly and in my opinion we we the entire industry uh, we have been taking uh, it as a elephant in the room and people have actually uh, 
maligned the definition uh, with their own opinions i would say someone exactly. would uh, touch the trunk and say okay this is what devops is and someone would touch the uh, legs of the elephant and they'd say this is what devops is so nobody is looking at the entire bigger picture of what devops actually is because there was no uh, point where it started it's just a philosophy which uh, was initiated because the soft current software development practices that were being followed were kind of failing and it needed to be changed to bringing the agility to bring in faster releases and that yeah. sort of so thing basically like what i what i'm shocked about here is like whenever we talk about like devops so like suppose if i want to recruit a devops engineer so like i mm-hmm. go to the market and like i'm like i need somebody who can work with jenkins so like i need somebody who knows puppet or chef or stuff like that but right. i think that is wrong because the technology is very very subjective to the project that you're working on so like exactly if i'm using for, so like for example i'm working on a front end project and like i don't want jenkins like i can get it very easily i can get it done in like github actions or something like that of course. and probably i can write it in yaml or i can write it in any technology but what i have seen is that across the companies even though the tech stack might, might change and the other requirements might change the basic culture remains the same and right shockingly the cultural aspect of devops is completely is ignored nowhere. yeah so it's, it's completely, completely ignored, ignored. Like, right i have seen zero devops engineers who are aware of you know agile and right. like i have seen zero engineers who are aware of like the other aspects of software development and release management so like if i am talking about say if i how i want to deploy my software so like they don't have any idea like but we still will focus that okay i want to deploy it on aws and like somebody will come to me that okay i have an devops certification of aws and what you know is like you know unix scripting and yeah. you probably know how to work with aws cli and i think i i have a whole bunch of people who can work with that if i want you to streamline the way in which my releases are done so like i want you to add value in which i can have clean code so like i want you to suggest something like maybe sonar cube or i want you to suggest something maybe like a linter or something like that but i don't see that part coming because most of the people are not simply aware because most of the people are like crude converts like one day they don't have a job in their own stream so like they decide that okay i am hearing something about devops ah, there are a lot of posts right, on linkedin right. so yes i'll become a devops engineer now and you go to udemy and stuff like that and you will see like okay this is the complete devops course for like 100 rupees and that you see a couple of stuff about jenkins you see a couple of stuff about like github actions or bitbucket pipelines and there are 1 million tools and it's all on the perspective of the author of the course like how he feels devops should be right right and uh, that is not devops exactly i think that is also uh, meanwhile that is fine you learn learn some technology and then you become a master in that is fine but calling yourself devops just because you learn those technologies just couple of technologies and then applying to companies as a devops engineer for the devops engineer i think that is a uh, not a completely incorrect <clears throat> way but not really the right way as well and even the companies who are looking out for uh, recruitments in their devops profile role they are also looking after the tools set that as you mentioned so i think there also we are lacking a bit and uh, this is the thing we we how how do you think we can improve on that i think the couple of things that we need as a company to decide is like how we are going to manage a software so like basically the few things that should be crystal clear are like sort of a version management system 
So like uh, by, by version management, I don't mean source code management because I think a lot of people confuse. So yeah. like you can have any version control system. Like probably you can go with Semver or like you can go with like date based release. Like you know something right. like Ubuntu does. So like you can have a month dot year release. And like if you have these kind of things done, I think foundation of DevOps so that the guy who is coming in can adhere to this principle. So like okay. Each six months we do a major release, and like each three months we have a minor release, and like every other week we are doing a patch release to just you know roll out stuff. Or else we can be like every six months we are doing a minor release, and like every year we are doing a major release, something like Ubuntu or mm, some mm. of the other practitioners. So like this is the stuff I never hear in any of the DevOps interviews. Nobody so like, says that exactly. Yes, which is actually the most critical stuff that you should do because in case of a failure then you know what release to roll back to if you are clear on this type of management then you also need to worry about the different types of engagements your company is working on so like either you can be a product company where you have a fixed schedule or you can be a services company where your schedule varies upon the demands of your clients like in this case even you should ask your client that how you are planning to release your software how you are planning to host those releases so like if there is a binary management or like there is some other sort of package management. So like what's the output? So like when your team finishes building whatever they are building, so like that is output as a Docker image or as an NPM package, or, you know, it's just a whole software suite which you're going to uh, distribute like to all your users or something like maybe a mobile app. And right. depending on all these things and the release cycle, the frequency of release, I think this will enable the DevOps person to set a strategy. And then, right. the techn- and then the tools that you use are entirely subjective because like you can, all all you can do is like you can probably set up a Jenkins and do it all yourself or then there are like point and click tools which you can use to like greatly enhance your ability to configure the pipelines and you know exactly. stuff like that. And there is no limit limit for the tools and technology. Like every day new stuff is launching and like if you start learning all of it, like you won't have enough time to master it all. Right. And even we don't need to go back to any third party software. Major cloud providers are giving their CI, CD stuff themselves and everything is inside their tool chain as well. The services that they are providing, all the major uh, cloud providers. Right. Exactly. Like, like, I'm working on a couple of open source software myself and like I'm using Jetup Actions for some of them and I'm using Google Cloud Build for some of them. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I want things to be convenient. So does that make me a DevOps engineer? I think not. I just want a software that will help me do a certain number of checklist things, which I'm otherwise too lazy to do, which is why I have Jitter Action. So like when I push a tag, it will like run a couple of and you know stuff like that it will check if i've installed all the dependencies correctly exactly the unit tests and all those things and like it will just give me a report like okay this is it and like it will probably make a release on jetup but that that does not qualify me as a devops engineer because like i'm not following any of the philosophies or i'm not having any culture because it's just me working by myself yes yes. and also the tool set if we talk about tool set only the tool set may also keep on changing based on our use cases for all the use yeah. cases, we we wouldn't really put in the effort of installing a Jenkins server or suppose a Bamboo server or, or do that if we can only get it uh, done through uh, actions for GitHub or pipelines for Bitbucket. We wouldn't need any complex software kind of thing for that. So we can also use different tool sets for different use cases, right? Yeah, I think this is something that the team should decide. So like exactly. whenever I work with any any of the DevOps people with me. So like 
what i think is yes i think this is a good point because like i'll just divert from what i was going to say originally because what problem that i have seen is like most of the build chain stuff so like how my software builds how the unit tests are run how it will compile or how it will create a docker image i think these are all in the domain of the developer and not a devops person and right. like most of the people like they'll just give the code base dump like it will be a weird java project with you know ant steps and maven steps and stuff like that <laughs> right, and they right. expect that a devops person will just swoop in and like figure it all out and like give magically yeah yes and yeah. i i think i don't think that's how it works like a person is responsible for automating the build cycle but basically the build cycle should already exist if you yes. don't have a build cycle the devops person cannot just magically come and like it's not like you install jenkins and like add the url to your software and like jenkins will magically you know like spit out the builds it's yes. not like that so you should have to way. write all the steps and as a developer you should be very clear like i can i have a very they good idea they should know about their this. build tools yes so like this is this is the i want to use make or no i won't make use make i'll use something like uh, ant or no i'll i'll just write a shell script or i'll just have like few shell commands so like okay you do this you do that and like you're done so it it it's highly perspective but i think this should come from the development side and go to the devops and so the original point that i was trying to make is was like i i had worked with a lot of devops people and like i used to give them a complete set of instructions so like see if you are yes. working with this yes. code base you are going to need 1 2 3 4 5 and like you can run this command to check this you can run that command to check that and at the end of it this is the where you will get the binary that is the folder where you will get the log you know you know stuff like that and right. like it it made the process much easier because like everyone was clear so that this is the versioning scheme this is the release cycle i want the build to run when a certain tag is pushed i just want test cases to run with a regular push and i want these these things to run when i do a pr so like if you are clear on all these stuff i think the journey to devops will be very easy and you probably won't need a dedicated devops person because at all uh, correct at all like because if all these things are taken care of so all you have to do is like write a jenkins script which i think is a google search away yeah yeah right also talking about build and release automation so in uh, many cases what i have uh, experienced is whenever a company whenever a company starts this uh, devops journey what they do is they first of all jump on to automating their build and release cycle rather than uh, getting into the software development culture in their company and in their teams how how yeah. do you think that works out in a longer <laughs> run i think that is again because you are uh, you are mistaken about what devops is so like what you see is like you go to some conference by aws or microsoft and like you see all the cool dashboards that okay this is running that is running this is green that is red and like you know you are all excited like i want to do yeah, this right. but again you are missing the point so i think the basic point of devops is having a good software development like uh, understanding of software development life cycle so like it's a dlc which we learn way back when we are learning computer science so like if yes. you are clear about various stages of the software life cycle i think the, what devops does is only make it more efficient yes so like if we go back to like few years what would happen was like a engineer who was well aware of the software development life cycle would write code but there were no centralized like jit like we had svn so like i would create a patch and email it to my manager so like the manager would apply the patch and he would create a new release and like then he would send that to the manufacturing aspect because like in the old days it was all like 
shipped on CDs and floppies and you know what right, so like right. the software would go to the factory they would burn it onto like 1 million disks and like ship it out and like that right. was incredibly slow and inefficient because there there were postal delays and mail delays and then when we had like the server things so like we could have our own dedicated servers or shared servers so like we had a dedicated IT or operations team and what we would do is like they would give us an FTP server and like i know i still remember in my old days like a psp developer so i used to like use filezilla and like you know upload it upload all upload the yes. files correct yes <clears throat> or and then i would again email them that okay i need you to redirect the domain to this folder that folder configure nginx for me configure apache for me and like as a matter of convenience like i started to learn more about how nginx and apache is configured because then i wanted to lessen my dependency on these people because like it would take time right Right. because they had several other stuff to do so like if i want them to configure a redirect a simple redirect for me they would take like one hour which would i which would mean like i was just sitting idle so like <clears throat> i think to reduce these turnaround times i think we have devops people because what used to happen is that the typical it people did not know anything about programming so like if there was a small error in which probably i had forgotten to update the mysql password right, they would right. understand it and like they would again email back to me that sir your software is not working you need to check and like that would again mean an increased turnaround time of say a couple of hours sometimes so into days it, as well yes even days as well so like if it's a weekend and you are screwed so like what i think is like devops is an amalg- amalgamation of a developer who has a little bit of an understanding of the infrastructure side and right. I think you should focus more on the words that I've chosen. It's like a developer who has the knowledge of operations, operations. not an operations not the other person way who has a little development knowledge. Right. What I'm seeing is another trend that people who have been working as Linux admins and you know system system admins, administrators, yes, correct, are now working as DevOps people, and which is wrong because they have zero understanding of software. They have how zero understanding works. of right. how code works. So again, that is a dangerous trend that has been coming and like. you have again a lot of people who are doing random certifications and like they are like i have done amazon certification i have done azure certification and so like you should hire me and really? i would not hire them because they are not serving the purpose right right so for 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 a devops in so okay for the for our listeners i would like to uh, let them know that ajitem uh, was the my lead at my company where i currently work he was working as a lead architect where i'm currently working as a devops engineer and he was the one who took my interview and recruited me so ajitam what would uh, we suggest to uh, people who are looking to change or switch or look into uh, the devops engineer profession and what advice should we give them for uh, recruitments okay so like if you are a developer who wants to become a devops guy so i think that is a good decision because this is one a uh, very very attractive industry today in which there are a lot of openings so i think what you should do is you should first of all you should be familiar with the sdls about version management you should learn about release management and all those things and like once you are done you should also probably invest some time to read up about the agile so like even if you read the agile manifesto i think i think that is fine because then you can understand and you can probably help other developers coordinate themselves Yes. when they are working working on a ticket or like on a release feature or something like that and i think once that is done you should uh, have a good understanding of how the command line works so it can be either powershell or it can be the like unix shell but you should have a fair bit of understanding because most of the stuff that you are going to do is all done on the terminal but i think it's better most done of on the it, terminal yeah. like it's it's, right. it's way quicker and like you are able to get outputs 
uh, far more easily than you can probably do in a GUI. And then the third thing would be to get your head around like stuff like Docker and Kubernetes. And like, it's not just about like watching a video or doing a Udemy. I think it's more about doing hands-on. Hands so what I would do is like, Correct. yes. So just, just open an AWS account using your card. Like it's free for a year. And like, you can use different email IDs and like get by for many years to come. And I think just you should try making small applications and right. trying to deploy them at different places. Because like I said, there is no single software. There is no single strategy. So if like, for example, you are going to interview for a company A, they might want Jenkins. And if you're going to interview for some company B, they would be like, no, no, I want Azure DevOps. And like, you would have to make the transition quite quickly. But the the thing is that like, it's clear because see, you have to deploy in Kubernetes no matter what. So even if somebody is saying that, okay, I want uh, OpenShift. So like OpenShift is nothing but a Kubernetes version, which is modified by Red Hat according right. to you know their needs. But the principle remains the same. So you may have to on runtime, uh, learn YAML or learn some other weird language script. I don't know depending on what tool you're using. But I think right. if the philosophy remains the same, that, okay, I'm going to get the code from a certain source code management, I'm going to run the unit test, then I'm, to, I'm going to read the tag and figure out the version, then I'm going to build it, then I'm going to uh, push the artifacts somewhere on like probably JFrog or I don't know, Nexus or somewhere, or and then I'm going to run this script to deploy it on a server or probably... Uh, Lambda or I don't know. So it, it all depends on how your software is being built. Right. So most of your job is very, very subjective to the company that you're going to be employed by. So there is no good way to prepare. And and all the companies do not use the same set yes. of stack so and tool sets. Essentially, you should be aware of the concepts because if you are exactly. aware of the concepts, you can apply that concept into Anywhere. any implementation. Yes. Right. right. But what people are doing is like instead of doing the concept, people are saying that, okay, I have I have used EC2, but so if I say like, okay, so can you use a Google cloud? And they're like, no, no, I, I would be using EC2. But in principle, like if you are comfortable with Ubuntu, it won't matter if I even give you a digital ocean droplet because it would still have Ubuntu and you would be able to find your way around just fine. An instance is an instance, be it anywhere, right? Yeah, it's, it's Ubuntu, right? So I, I'm talking about Ubuntu or uh, Red Hat or, you know, CentOS or stuff like that. So like if you have, those things cleared at the grassroots level. So I think none of it actually matters because you can still apply your concepts and the only things that change are like file names and paths. Yes. Like yes. something that would be in the OPT folder on CentOS would be in the ETC folder on Ubuntu. Right. And like, like Apache 2 is installed on Ubuntu and the HTTPD is installed on CentOS. So like these are the only differences. But most of the things in principle remain the same. And I think it will also remain the same uh, if you work for any company in any part of the world. Right, right. And another thing that I want to say is like, uh, this is an inter uh, like ongoing trend which I've seen. is like mm -hmm. people are now confusing DevOps with SRE. So yes, yes. Now people are hiring people are hiring DevOps engineers and like they want them to figure out log management and they want them to figure out the downtimes and they want them to help their site stay like up most right. of the time. So like, again, this is, this is not DevOps. This is like something known as site reliability engineering. And I think this is a separate, which is a very profile. small part of DevOps. 
yes but it's essentially a separate profile of itself like yes, it's a yes. whole 9 to 5 job and it is it is you, definitely if you are doing sre you cannot do devops so like this is a separate thing and i think these things even though it can come under the wide umbrella of a devops so like the sre guy would probably be a part of the devops team but like he is a specialized person for sre just, only yes who is just focusing on sre and like he cannot he cannot write like he can probably write a pipeline but he won't be able to do it because of the load so right. i think if we are again mixing these two things where like people want the devops guy to also reduce their uh, cloud expense and you know stuff like that so i think these two are while in the same niche in the same domain these are different jobs right so like it's like being employed in an it company and being the qa and the developer at the same time at the like, same exactly exactly, exactly. that's so the like differentiation it's the same industry it it's the same industry but the actual job description is quite different and you do need separate set of people to you know look after and manage all these things right right uh, you spoke about uh, getting a free tier account in aws and then trying stuff out along with uh, uh, learning courses from udemy coursera wherever they want to yes. so I, i would also like to focus there that uh, that is fine doing a course somewhere is a very good thing because we have a lot of resources at our disposal right now and mm. we can learn from video resources any technology any tool but the most important part of any education is practice exactly if we do not get a hands on practice or a hands on experience we won't be able to implement when the time comes and when it is actually needed because we would then get into a lot of trouble where we would not know if we have not fallen into that particular pit before while practicing how to get out of that pit right So yeah, and think... which is why I focused on getting the account because what I want you to do is like you watch like if you have like two screens or like you can have the mobile you are about video running on the mobile and you can pause and actually try those steps out in the in your free account right because like one when you see somebody do it in a conference or in a tutorial it looks and sounds way easy it's so easy because, because that probably... guy has also practiced a lot and then he has perfected yeah, it and, and he's, then he's, he's recording he's that thing an expert he's an expert he knows everything so like he's just like okay so this is exactly. the file and you run this command you see the output and you are like yeah it's so easy so like and when you actually try to do it then it is difficult the second thing is probably most of the tutorials and videos that you're watching are a little bit old and like in our day and age things and are changing very rapidly are, very since, rapidly since we are also talking about devops what one of the major contributions of devops is the rapid release cycle so like you'll find yes. that most of these tools the aws clis or like the azure clis or the gcla is like updated several times a week and like most of the things that you see there turn out to be already obsolete so obsolete, like when you right. yeah so when you try it yourself you'll get an error you'll probably google for that error and you will get a new command so like that way it helps you to stay current like i have i can share a real life example so like i had been to an aw uh, microsoft ignite conference and like i saw people using azure devops and like i was so impressed i was like wow this is the shit and <laughs> right, when right. i actually went home and you know started trying different stuff i sort of ran into roadblocks and i was like no no this is not usable at all and other stuff was like i also had attended a kubernetes like azure based kubernetes workshop there and when i went to try it myself so like none of the screens that they had in their documentation or in the conference right. were actually present in the console so like they said click a button and like that button was no way to be found and it turned right. out that i had to run some commands beforehand using the azure cli to prepare that setup and then 
see that but like these things were conveniently either missing from the documentation or like the documentation was not up to date and there would have been no way for me to understand this had i not tried it out and like if exactly. I, i had just gone to the conference seen it like it's wow and i would have suggested it in my company that i think we should use this and then when we would actually try to deploy we would, we would have faced a huge problem so like this is why i say that you should have these free accounts and like you should try as much as possible right. because most of the time when you go into the practical you start to feel the pain exactly so watching a video is very easy and watching the guy the trainer in the video do everything very smoothly yeah. is very easy but when it comes to doing that thing yourself we that face a where... lot of roadblocks yes and a real test of knowledge comes there when we solve the roadblocks ourselves mm. yes right so i think uh, we got a lot of perspective into what devops really is and what potential candidates who are looking into switching the, their uh, profession into devops or already uh, junior devops engineers who are looking into uh, this as a full time thing uh, in their future they would get a good insight up into it thanks to ajitam so i think uh, this is all for today's episode and we will meet uh, again with a new topic thank you so much ajitam for uh, picking out time picking out time for us and thank see you thank you yes for having me sure and Thank all you. the best for your podcast have a good day bye thank you ajitam bye